All right. Hi, this is our next episode of Tap Talk. And I'm still going with that title, Tap Talk, unless anybody has a uh, better title or suggestion that they would like to send in, uh, let us know. But um, I'm really, really uh, excited to have our current TAP president with us, uh, Mrs. Sherry Layton. And uh, Sherry is the, uh, this is her, she's beginning her second year as a term of, chap, of uh, TAP president. Um, I had the pleasure of serving under Sherry uh, this past year, which was my last year on the board. Uh, but uh, I'm just going to introduce you, Sherry, as I believe I how I met you. And I have been a TAP member since 2011. I came onto the TAP board in 2014. And I think at that time you were our Mid-South NADAC rep at a, around that time or so. Um, so you're giving us all these little nuggets and tokens from NADAC and um, how TAP uh, could, you know, improve nationally. But uh, that's how I remember. And then, you, you know, you became president-elect and eventually president. Um, so can you, uh, is there anything else that you want to add? You're currently at La Hacienda. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you take it from there. What else? Uh, and as you introduce yourself, can you please tell us, because uh, I'm interested, I don't even know, how you initially became involved with TAP. Hi, JR. Um, thank you so much for doing this. It's uh, it's exciting to have the opportunity to, to speak to um, just how TAP benefits students, just as part of our overall uh, focus on workforce development. And, and students really are the future of TAP and the future of our workforce. And I just want to thank you for the work that you did on the TAP board and for Thanks. chairing our workforce development uh, committee um, in the the last year and then prior to that you also chaired um, the student committee and, and and the cultural diversity committee and we right. we brought this and we really felt like the student committee um, was the biggest part of workforce development and so thank you so much for agreeing to chair the workforce development committee not just last year but going forward even though your board term uh, has expired and not a problem You've done some some great work there, and Thank a you. lot of what the the goals that I have for my tenure as president of TAP relate to workforce development, and so you've been a great contributor to that. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, just you know, pieces of my bio. I I do work for La Hacienda Treatment Center. I have, have been working in the industry since 1977. My first job was as a psych tech uh, on a uh, alcohol and drug treatment unit that was half adolescents and half adults. You could not put adults and adolescents on the same unit today. Mm -hmm. uh, we had, uh, it was a 40 bed unit that was a floor in a psychiatric hospital. And it was um, 1977, one flew over the cuckoo's nest came out about that time. It was gotcha. kind of everything that you imagine about a psychiatric hospital. But we had this really unique and I believe way ahead of its time. Um, adult and adolescent substance use treatment program that really incorporated 12-step recovery and um, peer influences along with therapy and clinical services. And um, it was just way ahead of its time. And I was really blessed to have that experience. Um, and that was my introduction into the treatment field. Um, I'm a person in long-term recovery and I was in recovery at that point. I often said that my qualification for that job was I was sober and I knew how to take a blood pressure. 
Um, and so yeah. that was, that's kind of what got me that job. Um, and that led me into a counselor training program uh, in about 1978. And so my involvement with, um, to, I have, I've been blessed to have some incredible work experiences. And so I am now at La Hacienda Treatment Center. I've been here for over 28 years. I tend to get someplace and stick there for a good long time. Um, but I'm, I have, uh, TAP, uh, TAP has been a huge part of my professional, professional life. And I'm really blessed that my leadership at La Hacienda recognizes the value of TAP and recognizes the value of me contributing time to that as well as the a lot of legislative and, and policy work. Um, I first got involved with, with TAP in 1983. I was a counselor in Corpus Christi at the time and there had been a TAP chapter there. A TAP was still a fairly young organization but there had been a TAP chapter there um, and it had was inactive. And so I and a few other people worked to resurrect that chapter. Um, I remember driving in my 65 Mustang convertible, pregnant with twins from Corpus Christi to San Antonio one Saturday morning to present our credentials to the uh, TAP State Board to get our chapter re-recognized. Um, and so that was, it was a long time ago, but that's, that's where I go back to. I know exactly what you mean, but uh, yeah, I've been there too. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I like I tell people it's like my, I really do believe that a, a lot of my growth as a counselor, a lot of my growth as a professional uh, in this field has really come from the relationships that I have built and the opportunities that I have had in terms of connections through through TAP. I have lived in. Uh, four different cities since I first got involved with TAP. And in each one of those cities, I was able to go to, I was able to connect with the TAP chapter there and begin to build a professional network and develop relationships with colleagues who became friends. Um, today, uh, one of the areas that I oversee at La Hacienda is continuing care. And we set up continuing care for individuals who leave here and go all across the state of Texas and even to other states. And through my relationships with TAP that I've developed over the years, I can find somebody in almost anywhere. Maybe they're not going to be the service provider for our person, but they're going to help me uh, know who to call to identify the right service provider for that person. And I frequently call on my colleagues through my network with TAP and say, hey, who do you know in this small town out in the middle of nowhere that I can refer this person to? And so, you know, it's had incredible value to me, um, both in being able to do my job well, but also in terms of just building a professional network of friends and colleagues that, um, that understand the work that we do and are able to support, we're able to support each other because I was on the phone with somebody this morning and, and it was a colleague who passed away from an overdose this, this week. And, you know, that is, um, unfortunately, that's, that's one of the challenging parts of our job is that relapse is real. And sometimes those relapses result in someone passing away. And, you know, the people who work at the grocery store, that's really not something they generally, you know, kind of talk about as peers and colleagues is those kinds of challenges. And, um, 
So it's it's great to have people who un, really understand the work that we do that we can reach out to for support. Right. Yeah. And and so something you mentioned, and I when I spoke with Joseph, who's on our membership committee, um, in the first episode, uh, we talked about the importance of of you know joining an association for growth, but um, we forgot to really emphasize. The, the chapters, you know, the chapters around the state and, and you we and I, I'll repeat this at the end. But yeah, chances are you live somewhere where there is a chapter. There is a tap, a local tap chapter. And we have several and we have them on the website. Um, if you live in one of the larger, you know, metro areas in Texas, there is a pretty good up and running chapter around you. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, baby steps. You can reach out to your chapter and again, they're on the website. You can look them up, connect with them. Um, most of the chapters, I know our chapter, you can attend meetings. You don't have to have a paid membership to to attend the meetings, you know, if you want to be involved and you can pay your membership and, and, and you know, um, be involved in some of the the operations of the chapter. But, uh, you know, for most people, we, we you know, have an open invitation um, to just get involved and get to know people in the chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Sherry, uh, you know, one of the biggest questions that I get, uh, because, I, you know, I work with students and, and, and mentor students, talk about the association and, you know, the bringing up membership dues and, and whatnot. And they, well, you know, what do I get for paying for this membership? And so, so with Joseph, again, we talked about, you know, growth, professional growth and leadership and development. Uh, but really, if you can kind of give us not as not as detailed, but where does that money go, and, and what 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 really can students expect uh, when they they join TAP? Okay, um, and it's a fair question, and mm-hmm. I do want to go back to your reference to the chapters, though, um, because right now most of our chapters are meeting via Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know I'm not crazy about it but it is giving a lot of people access to chapter uh, chapter attendance, meeting attendance that they might not otherwise have. Um, you can join TAP as a at-large member if you don't have a chapter that is meeting um, in, you know, that's active in your area. Um, but as you said, most we have, I think it's 10 chapters um, and what I have seen in the past year, I've been, one of my goals as president was to, to engage with our various chapters. And so I am seeing activity in places like Amarillo and El Paso and the Valley and, you know, places like that um, have, maybe their chapters have, have kind of come, you know, started kind of coming, getting yeah. active again. Yeah. Um, and really excited to see that, but, you know, in each one of those, I don't think not El Paso, but Amarillo and, and the Valley are two of the places that I've been able to attend the meeting recently because of the Zoom option. Right. And so, you yeah. know, people, you can do that now and it's, people can yeah. take advantage of that. It's, a, it's that paradox. You know, people feel now with technology, people feel like we're disconnected from each other, but we're really connected more. You know, it, it depends on your perspective. You know, we can we're not in person, but we are able to connect and just, you know, click a button and, and you know be all together virtually so exactly and so back to your question a very fair question uh you know when uh when you join tap you actually join three organizations you join nadac the national 
uh, organization, the National Association. It's the NADAC actually stands for National Association of Alcohol and Drug Abuse Counselors, but they kind of tweak the what they refer to themselves as is the National Association for Addiction Professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also TAP, which is the Texas uh, Association, and then your local chapter. So your membership dues um, get, they you, you join through NADAC, through the website at NADAC, you pay all of your dues to NADAC, but then the state and city portion are rebated to TAP every month. And then TAP rebates the city portion to the city chapters and so um you you're able to join all three when you join nadac people sometimes don't understand that right students um a, a full membership is 145 dollars and um, i believe uh 80 85 of that goes to nadac and 60 of that goes to tap in the local chapters and then students uh join for like half of that is that right yeah yeah so clarification so if you're fully licensed if you're a full professional that's the 145 uh and if you're a student if you're enrolled um i believe it's undergraduate i think maybe even graduate it's yeah it's 65 dollars for for an annual membership yeah if you're a student and not working you Mm -hmm. know as as a licensed professional be it graduate or undergraduate then you're um, it's $62 and 50 cents. And so it's just cut in half. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you get from that on the NADAC side of that, you get, um, and men, and I'll tell you this, many of the benefits of membership are intangible benefits. And I have always said the most valuable benefits to me personally have been the intangible benefits. And it's what I talked about at the beginning. It's that network. Um, it's that uh, opportunity to develop relationships with colleagues, being able to pick up the phone and, and or email someone pretty much anywhere and connect and get a resource that I might need, reach out to people with all kinds of experience. You know, and, and one example is being able to connect with you, JR. You have an incredible amount of expertise in the academic arena and what's available in Texas for academic resources for people that want to be in this field or who want to advance in this field. And I wouldn't know you and I wouldn't know that mm-hmm. if it wasn't for TAP, you know? Right. So those, those kinds of things are a huge benefit, but it's hard to monetize, you know, that right. benefit. Um, with NADAC, you have the, the most tangible benefit is there are I believe it's like 175 hours at this point of free webinar access. And so you can watch webinars on pretty much anything you can imagine at this point. And if you're a NADAC member, TAP member, et cetera, those webinars are free. If you're not a member, they cost you anywhere from 15 to $25, depending on how long they are. And so you know, I can easily justify my membership because I watched a webinar this weekend. I needed some additional hours in clinical supervision. I went on the NADAC website, got a webinar, took it, didn't cost me anything, added those hours to the portfolio that I need to turn in, you know? Absolutely, so the, yeah. The webinars are, are a huge thing. The other thing we can, is- I've, I've gotta, but, uh, we, got, we can watch your webinar. You've got a webinar on NADAC as well. I, that one? I do. I have a couple of them. Yeah. Um, some in advocacy arena and some in the peer recovery support arena. Right. Um, another thing is you, you know, 
NADAC is active at the national level in all kinds of legislative and policy initiatives. And so NADAC is working in, in it's our membership dues that help to facilitate this process. And we're represented as members when we are talking about current legislation. I know you just had Lori on as well, but current legislation that says, okay, all of this COVID relief money has been identified for healthcare, but none of it has been specified for substance use disorder treatment and recovery services. So let's start talking about how we, those dollars that are sitting there unspent for healthcare can be used to benefit substance use treatment and recovery providers during this time when we know there's an increased need from COVID. Right. Um, and so that's one of the things that we are actively working on right now. To one of the benefits that students have is we have national and state student loan forgiveness programs and minority fellowship grants. I know at UTRGV, you have some minority fellowship recipients. And so that, you know, NADAC and TAP advocated for years to get substance use disorder counselors, specifically LCDCs in Texas, to be able to qualify for student loan forgiveness. That all went into play in the last year to two years, both nationally and at the state level. So now someone who's a licensed LCDC, depending on their workforce, their workplace and their certain requirements that they have to meet, but there's an opportunity to qualify for $10,000 in student loan forgiveness. Yeah. That is something that NADAC's efforts accomplished and TAP's efforts accomplished. So again, that's a direct benefit to our workforce, but maybe not something that you can put your hands on, you know? Yeah. Um, so that legislative representation, that policy representation with SAMHSA, with HHSC, with our state regulatory organizations. Um, and then, you know, also um, there's uh, through NADAC, we have really reasonably priced professional liability insurance. That's what people know as malpractice insurance. Uh, there's actually student uh, student policy that's available mm -hmm. with for malpractice insurance and most right. uh, most programs require that's you know student coverage um there are you know there's a currently in this age of telehealth nadac has a product uh, that's available through nadac at a discounted rate that's a, a hipaa compliant telehealth service and consultation for how to best use telehealth mm -hmm. um there are uh also if you know, if you're a fully licensed counselor and you're a NADAC member, you get a free six month listing in psychologytoday.com. And then you can continue that listing if you choose to at a reduced rate. Um, there's publications, you know, I, I, I say we get a lot of emails from NADAC, but those emails have to, you know, they, they look on a weekly basis. There's a, uh, they look through all of the research is being put out and all the articles that are put out and they kind of bring those together to like here's here's the relevant relevant news Absolutely. you know yeah, um, yeah. we try to do some things for tap and, and scale that back um, because they're they're taking care of the national stuff so we you know we don't want to repeat that but one of the things that we've tried to do in the last year is to increase our communication from tap on issues that are relevant to the field and so um, we've addressed, we specifically um, in June and July, after the, the, the tragic death of George Floyd, we began to address some things around 
uh, diversity issues and the need for equality and inclusivity, and especially around uh, access to treatment, you know, and quality of treatment services. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and, and then again, state level, you know, there's also discounts for our state conference. Um, there's discounts, you know, a lot of our city chapters host conferences and there's discounts for those for members. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's a variety of way to get your money back, so to speak, when you join. Yeah. And I wanted to add, so we're, we're to talk about students. So there are, you know, TAP provides uh, student scholarships now and, and great student scholarships. And y'all um, check your local chapters because I know, again, my chapter, the Valley chapter, um, we have a small scholarship. Um, some chapters provide scholarships. Very, you know, so that's one of the benefits you'll get. And uh, also, so here's another thing you mentioned, Sherry, yourself moving several times, and and you know, because of mobility, joining TAP, you know, you might have to move. Uh, I, I'm sorry, in this profession, there might be opportunities for you to move and grow and 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 live in different areas. So, you know, joining TAP is a matter, you know, switching chapter to chapter. It, it does kind of, you know, give you a familiar sense of who's who. And, and, and as soon as uh, my students, let's say they leave the area, they're going to go somewhere. Um, I feel very confident in connecting them with the Houston chapter or, or the Austin chapter or San Antonio chapter, wherever they might end up. Because, hey, you know, it's a warm welcome. Um, you know, you're not alone. It's uh, because becoming you know, a CI going through the licensure process, some might feel like they're lost in the woods and um, joining a membership. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a very welcoming. Definitely. And, you know, all of our chapters are really reaching out to students, you know, they, they, they know, and, you know, we, we, we are, you know, predominantly an older workforce. Um, You know, a lot of the people who've been in the field have been in the field for a really long time. And so you get great expertise with that, but you also get folks who are starting to retire and, and leave. And so, you know, we we know that that we have to, you know, encourage new people, mentor new people, and you know, and help them to grow. Yeah, and leave the profession in good hands. That's the exactly. other thing. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I wanted to mention is not just to, well, what if you're not a student anymore? What if you've graduated, but but you're going through your CI? Um, you know, NADAC also has the associate level membership, mm-hmm. uh, which is if you're not licensed yet, you're not a student anymore. And you say, oh, shucks, I'm not a student. I can't. But it's still it's at a lower rate, um, an associate. And um, I believe it's 120, uh, the annual membership rate for an associate. But same thing, uh, I would say TAP has the same, you know, makes the same pledge. If you're not a student, you're an associate, you're a CI, you're working on on licensure. Uh, you've got a home in tap also at the associate level, you know, well, one of the things that, and I, I really want to thank you for, for um, kind of putting me in this role, seeing me as a good fit for this role in the workforce development is I want to create some type of a mentorship program where um, if you're a CI, so you won't get lost in that, that, you know, the woods and the thicket of things, you really have a clear road to getting licensure because we need more LCDCs in the state. Mm-hmm. So, well, and, and, I'll mention this in the, and then I want to say some things about that licensure path, but we have, um, oh gosh, I just went blank. Let me think for a second. The, 
um, associate membership is also a, available for individuals who aren't in a, they're not licensed, but they're not pursuing licensure either. So some sure. of our business development individuals, administrative folks, um, you know, that population that works in our industry. Probation officers. Probation uh, officers. Yeah. Um, they definitely qualify for that type of for that associate membership. So it's not just licensed individuals. We recognize that, that it takes a village, so to speak, to, to, to make this profession and this industry work. And so there's people who bring a variety of areas of expertise. Um, we have, uh, on, the, on the state level, from a policy and legislative, uh, we are working on a few things right now. And we have, uh, I have, I was involved with the review of the substance use disorder facility licensing rules mm -hmm. that the state had a work group to do that. And I served on that work group. And then Ed Bergen, who's the chair of our certification board, he served on the work group for the LCDC licensing rules. And so we have had the opportunity to, to have input in, into both of those things. And we're trying to uh, simplify some of our licensing requirements. We're trying to um, some of our facility licensing training stuff that, that people find kind of challenging. Um, so, you know, those are, are the things that, that benefit our, our counselors. Yeah. And we also, um, one of the, my goals when I came in as president was to really give TAP a seat at the table. There's a, there's a lot of places where addiction related policy is addressed in Texas. And it was, you know, there was the, Facility Association, the, the Treatment Provider Association that was, you know, represented there, even the mental health folks, the criminal justice folks, um, a, a lot of individuals that were addressing policy about addiction-related services, but the counselor's voice was not represented in those conversations. And so we have been able to, TAP has been able to join a lot of those policy organizations and we're able to bring our voice as the workforce voice, the counselor's voice uh, to those, those conversations. And one of the things that you'll see, and this is, I said, I wanted to come back to the website piece is the board voted a few months ago to um, spend money to upgrade our website platform. If you visited the TAP website, it's no secret. It has been pretty minimal for a very long time. Um, and it, it was old technology that we could not make a more robust website with. And so we have invested the money. We're in the process of bringing our website into the 21st century. And one of the, we, we, you and I have worked on bringing a ton of resources around workforce development, and that's going to be a key focus of the new website. So those academic programs, where can you go in Texas to a community college or uh, a university and get your coursework to become an LCDC? Mm -hmm. Where can you go? What programs in the state offers, offer master's level programs? And even right. Texas Tech has a PhD level program now. So being a, a clearinghouse of all of that information. So our folks who want to advance their education uh, know what what programs offer some kind of addiction related master's or doctoral program. Uh, the information about how to uh, apply for the NADAX Minority Fellowship Program, which allows, I think it's 15 or $18,000 um, 
in the last year of a master of stipend in the last year of a master's program in addiction related services. Um, also, this, we're going to have all the information about the TAP scholarships, all of our chapter scholarships. Most of our chapters say that they have a hard time getting enough people to apply for their scholarships. Yep. Tap, TAP's in a position right now. We've, we've given a scholarship for the last several years to every person who's applied because we just don't have that many people apply. Yep. NADAC has scholarships that they don't always get um, enough applications. To right. Apply. NADAC has the white scholarship yep. they put out every year. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, so we, we want to uh, bring all of that information together into our website as well as the process that you have to go through to get licensed. We know that it's not as simple as just one, two, three, you know, mm -hmm. uh, there's a one ABC and then a two ABC. Uh, we want to bring that information and JR actually developed a uh, kind of a flow chart of how to become an LCDC. So that information yeah. will be on our website as well. It's coming together. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're going to wrap up already, uh, Sherry, but, um, yeah. Do you have any last word? Uh, okay. So, um, and, and I've talked about this with Joseph, but yourself, I mean, reflecting back on, on everything that you've done with TAP, is there anything that you would kind of, you know, maybe give yourself or information about all this at, when you were a student, back when you were beginning this, this profession, not a student, but maybe, you know, at the very early, early years, you know, uh, what, what could, what do you think TAP? How do you think you could have benefited from joining TAP even earlier than you did? You know, when, when I, I was never a student, you know, oh, yeah. they didn't have that process back then. Um, but, you know, um, relationships are everything. Yeah. And we know that, we know that for our patients, that, you know, uh, people recover in community uh, we know that we thrive as professionals in community. We thrive as individuals in community. And I think that um, being, that is, that is what I have gained all of my years in TAP, you know, with TAP and NADAC is the building of a professional community. I think that's one of the things that, that a lot of us really miss not being able to have the annual conference this year yep. because that annual conference is a place where we connect with our Absolutely. community. Absolutely. And so, you know, for me, that that's my message is TAP helps me to create community, specifically a professional community of colleagues who understand this work. This is challenging work that we do. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's not, you know, we have our friends, we have our family. Uh, they all have workforce challenge, workplace challenges, all of that. Some of our workplace challenges are unique to the work that we do. So it's just great to have that community of people who understand what you're doing, understand what you're facing, uh, the severity, the intensity, yeah. uh, life-saving, life-threatening nature of this. Um, and so I just, for me, that has been the most valuable thing. And I just don't think you can develop that early enough in your career. So if you can get started as a student, yeah. it's really the best time to do it. Yeah, I agree. And I bring that up because in my early years, I remember, you know, going to work and then going home and, and going to work and, and thinking that was enough. But really, it it's it's not because we, we have to remember we're part of a larger profession. Um, 
you know, connected, being connected with other professionals really does make you a better counselor. And if you want to be a better counselor, that's, you know, this is one of the ways to do it, uh, to be. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Sherry. I mean, it's, it's been a delight. I, I'm so grateful that you took the time on top of everything else that, that you're doing, um, to well, speak with us about this. So I want to, I don't Sure. I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, I want to ask you about accessibility in case any student or anybody wants to just ask you questions or get a hold of you. Is it okay to put up your, what, your email? Um, what, sure. What, sure. Okay. All yeah. right. Cool. I can share my email address. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else that you want to leave us with? Uh, I'm excited for what we're doing with workforce development. I thank you, JR, for how you're contributing to that. Even things like this podcast, you know, you're bringing us into the 21st century uh, with, doing, with doing these things. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not the first thing that I think about um, as, you know, as somebody who's a little older, mm -hmm. um, the, the technology stuff is, is not the first thing I think about. And so I really appreciate using all these resources and making this available. Well, I, pre I appreciate you and we'll see where we go from here. Um, you did drop Dr. Ed Bergen's name, so that might be the next person I, I, I approach to be on. Uh, I think that would be a great choice. Yeah, it will. So thank you, Sherry. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for everything that you do, you know, serving as our TAP president. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.